listening to the Midnight Watch, where our motto is, standing on watch for you against bad boys. I'm your host, Philip Powell, joined as always by my friends and co-hosts, Mr. Nick Allen and Chris Port. Say hi, guys. Hello. What's up? And tonight's film is TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Crime, violence, and fear have run rampant. Our great city is being destroyed. People want justice restored to this world. People want heroes, Miss O'Neill. But heroes are not born. They're created. That's what your father and I were trying to do. Create heroes. And this is the fifth Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theatrical film. But this is a rebooted franchise. Yeah, the second, yeah, second reboot. The other one was in what, 08? I think that was 07, the 07? animated TMNT yeah, movie, yeah. Chris Evans and Patrick Stewart. But yeah, anyway. What? I had no idea Chris Evans was in that movie. Yeah, he played Casey Jones. Wow. Yeah. He's come a long way. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, this film stars Megan Fox, Will Arnett, and William Fincher. And uh, this film, we start off with Megan Fox, April O'Neil. She's a reporter for Channel 6, like always. Only this time, she's like basically doing puff pieces, like world's cutest puppy, stuff like that. And she wants to do more. She thinks she can do more. So she's following this story of the Foot Clan, this paramilitary kind of group uh, that is raging across the city. She gets caught in the crosshairs. The turtles show up in the shadows, beat them up. And then from there, it's basically her trying to figure out what's going on and teaming up with the turtles to stop the Foot Clan. It's a... Adventure story of family and triumph and all that good stuff. So, Chris, your thoughts on TMNT? Well, I'll begin by saying, to me, the best and maybe <coughs> one of the few parts I actually enjoyed was the animations on the turtles, which mm-hmm. going in I thought was going to be pretty garbage. Like when you see like the first pictures yeah. of the turtles, I thought that was a little ridiculous. But having seen it, the animations weren't that bad on the nope. turtles. But I will say. The ones I'm like, Splinter was <laughs> terrible. Like, I, I wouldn't say terrible. Whenever I saw Splinter on like the screen, I was just like, that is garbage. Well, like, I, okay. I, I think the problem was they tried to make him look like a rat guy and old, and typically most character models for Splinter just settle for he looks like a rat guy. Yeah. We're not going to make him look his actual age, which should be like 50-something. He's just a rat guy <laughs> with yeah. an old man voice. Just go with it, whereas this, they tried to make them old and wrinkled. Yeah. Well, so, I think that's why. I think it's supposed to look, like, disgusting, and I guess. to go to your point about how they looked, I think uh, lighting has a lot to do with yeah. it, too, because it seems like scenes where it was well lit outside, mm-hmm. they look better than the nighttime scenes. The nighttime mm-hmm. scenes, they kind of stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But, like, any... Well, I'm not even going to say the nighttime scenes because there's a sewer scene in the yeah. nighttime and they look better in that. But, like, that initial rooftop scene, mm-hmm. that's probably the worst they look. And I don't want to say worse because I don't think it was a bad effect, yeah. but that's the low point is yeah. the roof scene. 
Uh, okay, it so probably helped that they mocap some of the key scenes. Like yeah. they had the actors in big bulky suits right. with the shells and everything. That's probably too to make sure that whenever Megan Fox is talking to them, yeah. that she's looking in the right direction because oftentimes like i know with age of ultron they have uh james spader like Mm. at eye level but they want people to look up at you know they got a little Mm. uh pole attached over the head like oh yeah look up at that and it makes it easier when you have mocap uh going off that um as far as like the turtles themselves uh I thought they completely botched Mikey. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think he was funny at all. He was more annoying than anything. Uh, um, yeah, I went Chris. I thought he was just annoying. Uh, okay, so like, everyone has their own like favorite turtle, right? Yeah. Uh, mine is Donatello. Yeah, I don't, so I don't, what were your thoughts? I don't think they completely made him useless. Like, I thought they actually did him fairly Good. well, with the exception of, like, they just made it seem like he was very inept about fighting. Like, he was yeah. only a gear guy. And I was like, Donatello could, could fight. Donatello could always hold his own in a fight, but like in this movie, they just made him saying like, and eh, he's just the guy with the gadgets." So yeah, just, but he just, did fight though. It's not like he didn't fight at all. And then like, and then just in general throughout the entire movie, like with the exception of Raphael, like no one else really had any real development that I saw. Yeah. And I guess going off the same point is this movie shouldn't be called TMNT. <laughs> it should be called April O'Neil because I feel like the amount of like time and like development they should give Megan Fox's character is just like it seemed like fivefold more than the turtles themselves and it just seemed like I know, to be fair the original 90s movie had a heavy emphasis on April yeah it did like she's the main character of that film too it's just they give the turtles more personal screen time because that yeah. movie has a slow part in the middle and then, there's uh, a lot of slow parts in that well movie. yeah <laughs> and if you guys want to comment like I really didn't mind the change in the origins like I, I could have went either way. Okay. I really didn't care, but I mean, you I know, can see why people are upset. No. Here's where I was going to kick off. Uh, I think this very primo is cartoony by nature, so I don't yeah. get everybody, especially this is one that I want to say right off the bat, too. Anybody that's trying to act like the 90s movie is like one of the greatest films ever made <laughs> needs to have it's, a reality check and watch solid, the movie again. But yeah. Because a lot of people that are complaining are act holding the original in such high esteem. It's like, no, that's purely nostalgia. If you actually watch the movie again, it does not hold up well. And there's a lot of ridiculous parts. Yeah. The origin is one of the most ridiculous right? parts. The that fact that... This is ridiculous here. Yeah, but not as much. Well, yeah, I'm about to say that. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I talked to two people who saw the movie Uh at work, and uh, they were both somewhat complaining about the origin of how the Turtles and Splinter came to be and how they learned to fight. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You don't like how they learn how to fight in this movie, but you're fully accepting of the idea of a rat watching a guy fight and learning how to fight from that. Right, exactly. Give me a I break. was going to say that like Give yeah, me a break. Their origin has always been stupid. Or even if they went with the comic origin, which is that Splinter was a guy, Hiro Roshi, who was the Shredder's rival and got mutated into a rat. Instead yeah. of a turtle, even though he yeah. was around the turtles, even that is it's it's come on, it's after it's ridiculous. Turtles with ninja weapons fighting a samurai 
badass evil ninja. Like the whole thing is ridiculous, right? Like don't don't nitpick that. Yeah. And this was actually like not as ridiculous. My only complaint is a tiny complaint is the shredder really didn't seem tied into well, oh. all of it. He seemed to be the villain because he has to be because he's a shredder. Well, there's two things <laughs> I'll say. One's about the origin. The one thing I didn't like was, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but the huge amounts of coincidences that lead major characters to be part of this. I'm like, oh, okay, movie. Okay, fine. And I won't say what movie rips off, but it's exactly like a recent movie. Well, and then, now, my thing about the Shredder, I like the Shredder in this movie, and I am glad this is one thing I will spoil, because I think this needs to be said. William Fickner is not the Shredder, and that was one thing He's I was like worried a Tony about Stark type yeah. henchman who works for the truck. Yeah. And he makes his motivations clear during the rest of the movie. And then you understand what his connection right. is to the Shredder. My issue with the Shredder, though, was his lack of personality, yeah. for one. And then, two, you understand where Eric Sachs, William Fitchner, is coming from as far mm-hmm. as his motivations, mm-hmm. but you don't truly understand how that affects Shredder. Right. Like, why exactly. what is he getting out of right. this? Like, it's vague. Like, oh, well, I get to rule the world. But how? Like, right. I don't understand. That's what I mean. Like, really they working. completely cut out the Splinter Shredder grudge, which is a key point of why the Shredder is their villain. Which then, too, <laughs> when Splinter and Shredder do have a scene together, and when they have this scene together, they talk to each other as if there's some... Right. An implied history between like them. Like in the original yeah, movie, but, but there's there not. really is. Right. Like, you're like, how would Splinter really know the Shredder right. besides the fact that the Turtles have been foiling the Foot Clan? Right. He never met Shredder right. in But he knows universe. immediately, oh, that's Shredder. Right. It's I mean, like, it's hard to... That doesn't make sense. Well, it kind of makes sense because when somebody comes in with a suit like that, well, I'm like, yeah, well, that's got to be a well, fucking yeah. boss. Which, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know this is another thing, too, that people have been mixed on. People that I talked to at work that even liked the movie were like, uh, which for the record, I did like this movie, but they didn't like the Shredder outfit. They're like, well, here's what they said. I don't agree with what they say. He had too much shit on him and it made it him extremely powerful, which is true, True. but it presented him as a genuine threat, which makes me wonder now it's like. Well, holy shit, if that was regular Shredder, wait until Super Shredder. And I mean... Look at his design in the original movies, which is basically a giant ripoff of Darth Vader. The whole design <laughs> of Shredder itself is derivative. Like, yeah. I what like- do you expect? And like I said, it made sense since the turtles in this are bigger and bulkier that you need to make Shredder right. realistic. Turtles are about eight bulkier, foot tall. So, right. So when we get that final confrontation, just like in the old movies, you can believe the Shredder is like this badass that would kick their butts. Right. Exactly. And... For April O'Neil, we haven't really talked about her yet, <laughs> but I didn't think she was bad. Megan no. Fox, I know a lot of people give her shit, act like she's the worst actress there she's is, not. which is not true. I've seen horrible actresses before, clearly yeah. these people haven't. She's, she's, she's serviceable. She's hit and miss. Yeah. Like, certain scenes, like there's this scene where she's trying to pl- explain to her boss, Whoopi Goldberg, like the whole thing with the Foot Clan yeah. and the Turtles, and she's like freaking out. That scene I bought. She made me believe she was, like, legit somebody who had been staying up all night on some crazy conspiracy theory and hadn't went to sleep. But but then there's that scene where, like, (laughs) 
Uh, she's like, uh, I guess filming or she's on, she's on site to do the, to get a, a piece about William Fickner's character where she's literally like kind of, to me, it looked like she was trying to have an orgasm just by watching well, that Well, I, I don't think <laughs> that's what she was trying to do. Acting-wise, the problem is, and another reviewer brought this up, Megan Fox is a mouth breather. Yeah. She's one of those people who <laughs> breathes out of her mouth. So, yeah, she has this scene with William Ficker because she has a connection to her father, which they explain in the trailer. Yeah. And, yeah, they talk, and she has this moment like, yeah, you're really inspiring. And right after he leaves, she has a deep sigh. So, yeah, it seems like... <laughs> There's a sexual tension going on, but I don't think that's what's going yeah, on. Right, it's just so. <laughs> Megan Fox is not her fault. She's a mouth breather, so it came off that way. I think she was just trying to come off like blown away, like wow, this guy is really impressive. But yeah, that did kind of <laughs> get. And then the thing is too, this April O'Neil character. Sure, there's a lot of points where she's there for the purposes of exposition, yeah. but at least. Her character had personality and there was something to her, which yeah. I cannot say the same for Amy Adams and Man of Steel, which <laughs> the same people who will <laughs> condemn April O'Neil will then defend Lois Lane and Man of Steel as being a strong female character. It's like, tell me what you know about her. Yeah. Explain that to me. Oh, her father was in the military. Okay, what else? Uh, she works at the Daily Planet. <laughs> She's a reporter. Uh, what else about her? Like, what do we know about right. her? Nothing. And yeah, and I'd say, yeah, it's not like Judith Hogg and the original is like Meryl Streep. She's about <laughs> on par with that. The one thing yeah. I didn't buy Megan Fox on is, like I said at the beginning, when she's doing like these puff pieces, I didn't really buy her frustration. Well, it just yeah. didn't Someone come across the too. at all. Whereas the post, I will say that's one thing the original did better. Judith Hogg, you legitimately bought her frustration at her ball. <laughs> And the you thing, had that funny scene with the chief where he gets mad at her in that movie. Something I found funny. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed this, too. It seems like her whole frustration everything at the beginning, she's doing puff pieces, yeah. but she wants to be taken seriously. Well, I'm like, uh, it seems like Megan Fox is real. Fox is real career, yeah. And I wonder Which if they did that Which is probably why they cast her, but yeah, I just didn't buy it. And yeah, he's not bad, but... And to be fair, I don't know if you guys remember this character from the cartoon, but I do the character he plays, Norm. Is it really that great of a character? He's well, basically, yeah, he's basically playing him like he was in the cartoon. The only difference is in the cartoon, he's They're like rivals. this effeminate, yeah, and yeah. he's like this effeminate kind of, he's supposed to be straight, but he comes off as gay like he wears a pink shirt and purple suspenders. Which well, that is effeminate stereotype. Well, just because he's a more it's regular a guy, but the problem is because he's so much older than Megan Fox, he kind of has a creepy old man vibe. Plus, I was also sitting there wondering, like, okay, the way April presents you, you're supposed to be like this legendary cameraman who's worked with all the best reporters, like. Why are you still stuck with, well, like... I oh, I think he's around. <laughs> the rookie reporter other than, like I said, he the creepy old man. And, uh, he wants to get out of well, it. Kind of going off that. So, like, there's that weird old man relationship with Will Arnett and Megan Fox. But then yeah. there's also this really weird relationship between Mikey and April O'Neil. Because, like, when I thought about oh. it at the end of the movie, I was like, can you imagine a 15-year-old actually actively making, like, lewd comments to your, like, 27-year-old sister? Like, that'd be fucking weird. Like, 
Be, like, no, he's actually straight up saying, like, I want to... Like, no, seriously, a, fi- a 15 year old to be fair, I want to fuck you. Okay. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Although, to be fair, they are teenagers, so they have to have that part of it, but... To me, I know a lot of people... I'm not even going to say a lot of people, because I haven't really talked to anybody that disliked the Michelangelo character, because the way it's coming across... It seems as though you guys found me irritating, like on the level of like the twins and Transformers. Oh, no, no, like no, no. He just, none of his jokes hit for me. And Mikey has always been my least favorite term. Not that I dislike him, just he has the least character. Well, that could he doesn't have an arc ever. He's always just, I'm the fun life of the party. Everything. And they nailed that. He was the fun life of the party yeah, character. I didn't really. <laughs> okay, what didn't they do then? Wasn't he the life of the party in this movie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was he not? I just didn't find him funny. Just be. <laughs> I guess, man. I, I don't get where you're coming from to say uh, he's not the life. It's hard of- to explain because I've, like I, I said, he's my least it. favorite turtle. But I've well, it might have something to do with every it, other. It might not I've have nothing to do with every other turtle. incarnation of Mikey till this one. I have. <laughs> Like, I like the one on the new Nickelodeon cartoon, and even though, I don't know, I guess it's just the writing, because the Nickelodeon one isn't that different than the one in this movie, but for some reason I find the one on the current cartoon somewhat funny, whereas this... Let me guess, it's because of the pop culture references. (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) Probably. probably. Yeah, probably, because, well, yeah, we can bring that up for a second. Some of them are funny. Like, I, there's this whole scene earlier on the rooftop where they're making fun of Ryan because he has the whole tough guy voice. I thought that joke was funny. But, yeah, some of them I did think it was kind of like Expendables 2 where it's like you guys are trying a bit too hard with the references. Although I did also like the beatboxing scene in the elevator. That yeah, that works. I like that one. That worked for everywhere. Yeah, they, they're on the they're on this elevator going to fight the Shredder, and they just start making beats well, on the wall. It's funny because Don Thompson's yeah. standing back there. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought Leonardo wasn't yeah. going to do anything either because he's just standing up there calling like, oh, my God, these idiots. But then he starts joining them. It's pretty funny. Uh, and yeah, and I guess to go off the turtles since Leonardo's my favorite, uh, Johnny Knoxville was surprisingly so. Like, I forgot to the end that he was Leonardo and that he was the one person I was worried about, like, Johnny Knoxville? Well, the thing is, too, I'm like, you picked Johnny yeah. Knoxville to be Leonardo? Of all well, the yeah, you would think you would be, be Michelangelo, <laughs> but... He, he's fine. I'm like, oh. The problem is they basically wrote Leonardo as like Cyclops. It's the blank problem slate. from Star Lord last week where he's just, yeah. He's a, just the good a guy. Blank that, slate. He yeah. doesn't have any personality. Hey guys, keep it together. Keep it down. And the main thing that's typical of him, which is the Ralph, and him and Ralph's kind of clash is way underdeveloped in this movie compared to other well, versions. That I didn't mind because I am so tired of seeing that all True. the time. And I'm glad this movie kind of like shied away well, from Well, I'm that just saying that because, that. like Chris said, Rav is the one character with an arc in his arc. It pays off for the most part, but it really needed, like, something else. I guess it didn't have to be Leo. It could have been, like, him and Donnie have a dynamic, but it needed, like, some interpersonal connection between him and one of the Turtles, them having, like, a scene where it's just them, not the plot, not April, just them 
being brothers to really get home to me. Which, by the way, too, going back to Michael Angelo for a second, you didn't find the interrogation scene funny? Because I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, that okay. was funny. <laughs> yeah. Not going to spoil what that is. Just see the movie and you'll see that scene. Yeah, that scene funny. was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scene on the rooftop, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you were going to say Well, something. no, I was just saying, like, when you reminded me of, like, the elevator scene, it just reminded me of, like, two or three, like, different, like, plot things I just want to, like, kind of mention. Like, okay. uh, one, th- specifically, the reason I thought about it is because, like, right before that scene happens, it's like, uh, we can't take the elevators, but then the next scene, they're, <laughs> they're in an elevator, which I thought was kind of weird. And then, like, so, like, and then it goes, well, and then yeah. uh, there's another scene where <laughs> Megan Fox's dad dies twice in different ways. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, they explain it in two different ways. I'm like, yeah, so like, did this happen before? Right, right. But I'm not going to dwell on that, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I thought yeah, about that. Pick, but no, that, like, that, that doesn't make sense. And then I, I'm not going to, like, obviously say exactly what happened, but. No, the entire, the, the entire plot, the yeah, no, the entire plot is, is like <laughs> stolen from a certain web slinger in New York that I'm not going to get into. Hold on, hold on. This is what I'll say about that. Sure, it's <laughs> stolen from that movie because we're gonna, because I guess we're gonna act like. The Amazing Spider-Man was a totally original film, even though it yeah. completely ripped off no, a lot of Raimi's it, concepts. But, it, but going off that for a second. <laughs> I'm more accepting of it in this film because True. this entire film was played very tongue-in-cheek, whereas True. The Amazing Spider-Man tried to be dark and brooding and then had this ridiculousness happen at the end of it. True. And it's like, I guess, movie, sure. Let's go ahead and do that. I would I would agree with you completely with one exception. Uh, they actually make it a point to, like, we can't let something happen. But then True. it happens literally right after and they don't even say anything about it. Like, they could have just had, like, one little scene where, like, something gets caught or something, like, blocks it from happening. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm having a good time. This no, is fine. No, but they actually, like, literally just they completely about, drop it. And it's like, yeah, the resolution in this film is just basically like, well, that happened to end the day of safe. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I'm not mad, but it's kind of like, well, that Sequel was random. random. <laughs> well, I didn't mind the single bang. Well, the but no, I'm saying that is sequel baiting. Well, yeah. Which I would be more accepting of a sequel to this movie because yeah. I felt like this was just them testing the waters to see how people responded to this because yeah. you know there was a lot of negative press about this movie yeah. before it, it came out. Not necessarily talking about reviews, but people like. Oh man, this looks like it's gonna rape my childhood. I just don't know about this movie. And well, because it's a franchise, a lot of people like. Which I will say, if you're a diehard Turtles fan like me, there's a lot of references and in jokes just for yeah. you that you will get that everybody else will be like, um, okay, and you'll be laughing like, ah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like they even acknowledge some of the worst aspects of the Turtle franchise, which is why I don't get people saying. Raping your child, like, did you see the Christmas special where they were rapping? <laughs> like, did you yeah, see that? Did yeah, you that see? Did you forget the Ninja Turtles had a whole like concert tour in the late '90s towards when the franchise you was starting to decline? Okay. Like, this franchise has been raped, people. Like, Ninja Turtles three started that. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, did you have you watched Ninja Turtles three lately? That movie is awful. <laughs> Which. Uh, or, hold on, I guess you uh, uh, I was going to say, like, uh, <laughs> apparently there was a, a Rust Development joke 
Really? Uh, yeah, exactly. Let me, let me say, like, <laughs> the only reason I knew about it is because, well, because, well, well, because I, I love that show, but, like, yeah. I actually saw an interview with Will Arnett, and he was like, oh, yeah, you guys should be able to get it. And I was like, if I didn't know that any better, I would have never saw that. I was like, that's, uh, that's, okay. like, that's like, literally, like. You don't have to spoil it, but what scene was It's that? just the scene where he's, like, uh. April O'Neil's calling him and he's like, I need you to come pick me up. Oh. And, like, and he's like making a sandwich in his kitchen. Like, apparently that's something uh, Joe did, but I was just like, that is the, like, softest Yeah, that is, that is. But I agree, I wouldn't. And I like Arrested Development, but I wouldn't have got that joke either. Okay, there's three things I want to talk about, but I'm going to go over this one first because that had something to do with the music. Uh... The end credit song is yeah. absolutely atrocious. Yeah. The Vanilla Ice song is better than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only verse that he really has anything to do with the movie is Wiz Khalifa's. Like, Juicy J starts off talking about the plot of the movie, but then it basically turns into a regular rap verse with Turtle oh, versus It is yeah. so bad. And it's called Shell Shock and the hook is knock knock you about to get Shell Shock. Yeah, it's like, so yeah, terrible. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Turtle power from the first movie with Chill Rock and Ninja Ninja Rap were corny, <laughs> but they were at least with the spirit of the movie. This one, they, they tried too hard. It's just bad. Although I will say the end credit scene and the opening scene which have like a comic panel style Obviously, references the fact that the turtle started off as comic kids. I like that. Well, <laughs> it kind of made me worried at first. I'm like, please don't do the exact same narration as that 2007 movie. Because I seriously thought uh, that's what they were going for. I'm like, don't do that. I don't, know, don't I didn't do think it. they would do that. And they didn't. But you, you can't talk, Mako. But then, okay. Actually, that wasn't Mako. That was Horace Fishburne. Oh, you're right. It was Horace Fishburne. But, um... <laughs> Two things we didn't talk about yet. Who wasn't surprisingly. Uh, the first is the action sequences. Oh, yeah, 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 they were really good. Yeah, especially the snow scene. Yeah, was pretty awesome. Yeah, which it was a lot of fun. Which I have to ask: Did you guys see this in 3D? Yeah. Okay, that's where I thought the 3D came into play mm-hmm. because in the first 30 minutes or something, I'm like, yeah, I guess this wasn't worth the 3D. But as the movie yeah. goes on. And they start building up these action yeah, the 3D comes into play. Basically, man. they follow the original movie where they build up, like, the turtles start off hidden, and then you build up to the sequence with the Shredder, and yeah. Like, that thing, especially since it was the one set piece they didn't borrow from the original film, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I also really you know, liked the climax like, with, like, yeah. the side, like, all the skyscraper stuff I thought worked. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the, the fights with Shredder. And throwing knives, I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, well, and being a retractor yeah. back, that's what's <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome. Because yeah. I was like, oh, okay, he threw him, so and what's yeah. he doing if he misses? And this it one? just brings up how sucky the Silver Samurai was in the Wolverine yet again. Cause yeah. This is how they you They did do the that, giant right, robot thing, right. which people thought would be ridiculous but they did it effectively right this is how you do it right (laughs) which i guess one small thing i guess i would nitpick about it is i like the action sequences but the shredder outfit there's two sides to it Mm -hmm. there's negative and there's positive uh the negative is it seems to lack weight when it comes to the fight sequences but on the flip side in its defense it has to be that way because in real life nobody would be yeah. be able to even walk in that suit which, because it's so yeah. heavily armored. Which is another thing I was going to bring up before I forget. Uh, yeah, if you're worried that the turtles being bigger would like slow down their agility or they would have no. that typical CG model problem where they don't have weight, 
and the plot picks and chooses when they have weight. No, nope. generally speaking, they have weight. They right. move like big eight-foot turtles should. Obviously, they do ninja flips and stuff, but, I mean, it's yep. ninja turtles, so they have to. But, generally speaking, they use that effectively. And, like I said, the CG models, again, probably because they mocap a lot of this stuff, they carry legit weight with them, and they're not just, like, fluid and moving everywhere. Okay, now, something else I wanted to touch on. Another reviewer that I watched on YouTube, his name is Chris Stockman. Mm-hmm. He commented on this movie. He reviewed it. He didn't like it. Okay. But he brought up a scene in which the turtles, like, gathered around to cover up, like, a Victoria's Secret model's boobs or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that happened. That right was right. at the very end. It was, it was like, right it before was the like credits. It was, like, right before yeah. the credits. It was, like, a minor scene. Oh. It was basically, like, the epilogue. It was, like, yeah. the scene right before the credits. You probably missed it. Yeah, you I guess I blinked. Left. No, yeah. I didn't leave. Uh-oh. I was still sitting there, but Uh-oh. I don't remember seeing I that scene. I guess you blinked, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really yes. Yeah, oh. The movie is over by that point. Yeah, it's kind of like a, isn't this movie for kids scene, but it, it's not something I would complain about. Well, he, he was talking about fan service and everything rated. like that. Well, which he okay, had another, lot of, another reason not too, liking like, the movie, but there is fan service, but it's not like what? Michael Bay's okay. Transformers. Yeah, it's not like blatant in your face every five okay. seconds. Now let me ask you like, this: calm down, Is the fan people. service involved when Megan Fox is leaning out of the car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't consider that fan service <laughs> because he brought that up in his review too, and I'm okay. like. What fan service? Like, when I think fan service, I'm thinking cleavage hanging out. Like, basically all of Megan Fox in Transformers 1 and 2 running in slow motion with the boobs wiggling about with explosions in the background. That's fan service. Well, two different fans. Pyrotechnic fans and boob fans. I didn't see any of that in this movie. uh, Yeah, in terms of being, even though he just produced it, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I'm still not convinced he's a great director, but Jonathan Lee's man has earned (laughs) somewhat of my respect. Yeah. Because uh, I still remember (laughs) Battle of Los Angeles. He's still okay as a director, but he's Uh, not on my shit list anymore, I'll say. Because I, I didn't up. see Ralph and the Titans, but I know from talking with you that he, he that didn't, was, Did he do Ralph and the Titans? I thought that was I, Louis Laterra. I know he did one of them. Well, it had to be well, the second one, then. If he did them, I don't think he did those. <laughs> I, I, I think that was Louis Laterra both yeah, times, who did uh, that were Norton Incredible Hulk movie. But, yeah, like, he's not on my top. He's not Christopher Nolan now or no. something, but... <laughs> He's decent at least. He's at least, shit at least, like if they're like John Leesman is returning to direct the sequel. I'd be <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, cool. I'd be like, that's fine. Which that's something too. If they make a sequel, please keep the exact creative team. Yeah. Because I think even changing the writers out is going to be risky at this yeah. point. Because the writers, despite whatever gripes you might have about plot developments and all that kind of stuff. The personality of the Turtles is the thing that counted to me the most, and I felt like, for the most part, he nailed that aspect. Or I shouldn't say he. Whoever wrote it, because I don't know if it was a he or not. I think two of them are he and one is the one. Okay. But, yeah, Yeah. for the most part, I know one of the creators, Kevin Eastman, like, consulted on this film, so... Oh, they actually consulted. Unlike yeah. Uh, yeah. the guys who made Avatar Last Bender, Airbender that claimed they consulted on the M. Night Shyamalan movie. They didn't. It's like, uh, no, they probably just yeah, said, I, yeah, you can make our movie. In fact, I'm pretty sure because the creators of that show 
work, also do Legend of Korra. I think they said they were busy working on Korra, and they basically showing them, like, concept art and stuff, but they really had nothing to do with that movie well, at all. Wasn't it made through, like, uh, Nickelodeon? Yeah, like, it's just, yeah that's why yeah, I thought. Yeah. owns both properties. Yeah. This is, like, their second tip, which, yeah, another this thing I would out. say, as an adaptation of a current Nick property, yeah, this is miles better than the last uh, Airbender Dude, movie. there is no comparison there. <laughs> True. Hell, the last Twister was a better was movie than The Last Airbender. <laughs> the Last Airbender was just awful. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's as awful... It's awful on its own as a movie, but if you have knowledge of the show, it's even worse. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I'm trying to think. I know when the movie was about to come out, I hadn't seen the show yet, but yeah. I think by the yeah. time I saw the movie, yeah. I had already seen the show, and I'm like, yeah. oh, man, did they drop the ball so badly. Yeah. But, yeah, this is where Nickelodeon movies did all right. Yeah. Did you guys get the trailer for Spongebob yeah. in front of yeah, us? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nick no, Which looks fine. It, yeah, it looks it's ridiculous. basically for kids, the target audience. I did like the whole, oh, they have superpowers. And well, and I like that Antonio Banderas is a pirate. Like, yeah, and yeah, Antonio Banderas looks like you have for. Yeah. If, if I had kids, I would see it. I don't. We gotta review that movie. No, we don't. Unless it's coming out the same day as Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. audience wants to hear hey, You forget, a lot of adults do like SpongeBob. True. More adults than. Because SpongeBob is more adult oriented than it is kid oriented. Because it's made by the same guys who made Ren and Simpy, so obviously they sneak in those a little It is? Up. Yeah. They sneak in that explains those little, an awful lot. <laughs> they sneak in those little dope jokes. Yeah, they go over the kids' heads, but I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I haven't watched SpongeBob like in ten Look, years. Okay, here's the since thing. Since I was like thirteen, but it wasn't a bad show. Okay, let's put I it this way. I liked it when I watched it. Are, are we gonna review <laughs> Big Hero Six? Yeah. Okay, so we gotta no, review SpongeBob it's, then. It's Disney three D animated. Yeah, it's gonna be they awesome. On a roll. Yeah, well, we got. But we gotta review Spongebob now too You can't do one animated movie and not do them all I, I guess I guess <laughs> Fine uh, Unless it comes out the same day as Fifty Shades of Grey then the title Is there one. anything else you want to bring up? Uh It moved quickly for me Yeah it, I don't know how long the movie it's is It's an hour and 45 I think Okay Cause I yeah. thought Rotten Tomatoes just said it was like two hours And I was like when I got out of the theater, I'm like, that was less than two hours. It felt like it, at least. And then there's some nice sci-fi references. Like, you've already seen it. Donnie's suit is basically the Ghostbusters suit, complete with the goggles. Like, it's clear they, the fan, people wrote this like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, yeah, so I thought that was nice. Uh, there's product placement. <laughs> yeah. But again, compared to the last Michael Bay movie, Transformers. Yeah. Oh it's my god! Really oh, product placement the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have you run into a beer truck or just for the like a Bud Light ad. It's, it's not that. Funny. I hope you got insurance, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Why drink this Bud? <laughs> yeah. Stop the movie for product placement. Oh man, that was bad. So I guess we got our ratings, and we'll start with Chris. Uh, I would, I'm assuming I probably didn't like this the most out of all of us. Yeah, uh, but even that being said, it's still <laughs> decent. Uh, for if you're like a little kid, like I would say eight or younger, like it's probably full price because when we saw yeah. it, there's some kids around us, and they seemed to be having a, a, a really yeah. fun time. Like yeah. they were going through some like 
they were hitting the sad points pretty and honestly, hard. Yeah, and honestly, time. in a target demographic with the new show, which is really uh, good. For me, way, it was just a, just a rental. It's one of those movies I could see myself, like, you, you get it, you crack open a few beers, you watch it, and have a good time. But that's, uh, I, I did have my problems with, like, like I said, Michelangelo and, and like, Splinter. But it's, it's not, it's, it's something to, like I said, just get drunk and have fun. <laughs> oh, did you guys also see the Pie Bay reference with Splinter? Yeah. When Shredder oh, walked yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. With the, the beer switch. And the, the little punishment. Oh, yeah. Which, I guess, the thing of Splinter. Oh, Splinter interrogation. No. Okay. I did think the way they introduced his character was a bit weird considering this is a kid's movie because they basically, the way they introduced him, I thought he was going to be like the comic Splinter, which is not the nice. Oh man, he typically is. He's basically like a slave driver, so I thought we were going to have that, like, hit girl from Kick-Ass Element where I was going to feel bad for the was Like, oh, this Damn. man <laughs> robbed you of your childhood, but then they show what he actually had them do as their punishment for going out, and I was like, okay, alright, okay. I think they only that, introduced him that way kid, to but... show his, the fact that, yeah, he's lighthearted and everything, but he's also strict, and he's told them Hey, don't go out to the surface unless such and such a thing. They went out to the surface without his permission. That's what happens. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 not what I where I thought they was going. Yeah. It, it's perfectly aligned with how Splinter is in most cartoons. But yeah, that threw me off for a second. Like, what the? Are y'all following the comics now? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, cause seriously, like. <laughs> Splinter is a slave driver. Yeah, he put a gun it, it, to their head, man. I it, couldn't it, believe it, that well, shit. Well, not that, but he's like, <laughs> and, uh, and obviously everybody knows the comics are more, much more violent. How could you do that? How could you make him so much more violent when it involves talking turtles? Um, but I guess you have a talking raccoon that Basically, people, so. because part of what the turtles was paired in was like gritty 90s comics like Frank Miller's Batman and Daredevil. Wait. Like in. Like, All Star Batman? No. Oh. The, the original Frank Miller <laughs> Batman, Dark Knight Returns. Oh. The first one. Yeah, that's that's almost All Star Batman. Dude, I'm just glad they didn't mention Crane and all that garbage. I always thought I, that was I like. I didn't mind like Crane. The alien brain thing? Like, who's the villain in the cartoons? Wait, like, it's impo- I feel like it's impossible to bring Crane into a real, like, well, in a live Which is plotline, but I think if they had kept their original idea, which the turtles were going to be aliens, it would have worked fine. Well, they said if they do sequels, uh, they plan on Bebop, Rocksteady, and Casey Jones. Yeah, it, so. it seems like that's where they're heading. They're going to basically make two again, but with Bebop and Rocksteady, and we actually get to see. Super Shredder. Maybe Which I cannot like, wait to see what yeah. the hell Super Shredder going to look like. We saw what right. the Shredder was. It's like, shit, will you even be able to stop Super Shredder? Right. It's like Galactus all of a sudden. Uh, just like the original where they barely beat regular Shredder. <laughs> right. And, and at least it's not like the original movie. That's the one thing that pissed me off. Oh, you defeated Shredder by tossing him in the dumpster? It kind of pisses me off. Well, they did extent. crush him. Casey did yeah. turn it on. Which technically murder, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is... Uh, that's pretty dark for a kid. Hey, right? dude, that's what happens in the comic books. Like, Shredder's only in, like, the first five issues because the turtles <laughs> kill him in issue five. Seriously. Like I said, Splinter is a slave driver in the original. He basically trained the turtles to execute his grudge against the Shredder by killing him. So did they... <laughs> 
bring uh, his severed head back to Shredder. Yes. I mean, the Splinter. And it's also different because... For really? They actually yeah. want us... Because in wow. the comic books... I was making a joke, but damn. It's reversed. Raphael is the level-headed one, and Leonardo is the hot-headed longer, even uh-huh. though he's still leader, so that's also different in the damn. comic books. Yeah. Dude, they're ninjas. They have fucking katanas. <laughs> How are they not going to kill people? Like, it'd be stupid if they didn't kill people. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, let me go tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, I give this a matinee. It would have been a full price if, like I said, we could have got some of them quiet moments. Like, it didn't need yeah. as many quiet moments with the Turtles as the original movie, which had a lot of, like, Too I'm many. just saying, as much as I love that movie, a lot of filler. Yes, it did. It had a good story and a nice heart, and when we got good exercise, but it had a lot of slow filler. So I didn't need, like, because that movie had, like, five scenes of filler. Like, there's a whole scene in that movie where the turtles are just watching cartoons. It was a part of which is hilarious. <laughs> Especially Mikey gets some good jokes. Like, they're watching this turtle in the hair cartoon. He's like, come on, you let him beat your ninja kick today, bro. Come on. But, yeah, it, it has a lot of moments like that where they probably just told the actors, yeah, ad-lib and come up with something. So, I didn't need, like, that, like, 40 minutes of filler, just maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes, especially since this movie is one of the few blockbusters this year that's under two hours. Yeah. They could I wouldn't mind if this had been 10 two hours and they had had that extra 10 minutes, like I said. Yeah. So, we can get more little, just one quiet moment with the Turtles, other than when... Splinter is explaining their backstory. But yeah, it's really solid. Like, I came in with kind of mixed expectations based on some of the ratings, but yeah, I ended up liking this a lot more than some other reviewers did. And yeah, it's, it's a solid opening. Like Nick said, they're clearly trying to test the waters, and they're probably going to really go for it in the next movie. And I'm intrigued. I, I look forward to the next movie. This right. is a solid. Like I said, entering the franchise, and like I said, I, unless you're one of those just diehard fanboys who, like Nick said, feel like this is raping the franchise, which I don't get why. Oh, like the I 90s said, film is like one of the greatest films believe ever made. Me, I'm like you. Like I said, I still love the original film. I even like two. I liked parts of the 07 film, like the Leonardo Raphael fight. That was basically, to me, work the present mission. I liked all the cartoons, and I watched them all. But I'm sorry. Like, you're being unfair this time. Like, like I said, you're, you're forgetting your history. Like, I, I, maybe you guys didn't watch that tape where they had a band, but I did. And I watched the Christmas special. They're both god-awful. I'm sorry. This franchise was... Long since raped. Or did you see some of the toys? They literally had sports themed Ninja Turtle toys. Why? What? To make money. Yeah, it was like Leonardo was a basketball player, Ralph was a hockey player, Mikey was like a roller derby guy. Oh my god. Donnie, I think, was a surfer. Yeah, like look at the old toys. They had a swimming turtles. Did Did Play School put those out? Yeah. They still make them. Play school and I think Mattel. Yeah, like, <sighs> this much like Transformers was made to sell toys and they've, they've been sold out this franchise. So get <laughs> get the stick out your ass, seriously, because <laughs> you're, you're being too harsh, honestly. Like I said, and I, I'm talking as a Die Hard Turtles fanboy who was kind of cautious about this movie. 
based on the trailers, but yeah, it, yeah. it's perfectly fine. Like, stop, stop your whining. I also hear this a matinee. I had a really good time watching it. I felt uh, 3D was actually not bad once they started utilizing mm-hmm. it. It wasn't all front-loaded, so I'll give them that, you know. And uh, I actually think, oddly enough, this would make a good double feature. Like, if you haven't seen Guardians yet, mm-hmm. to see both these movies. Like, we have a drive-in uh, right yeah. down the street from where I live. Which, yeah, they showing the original movie in this. They are? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be showing this and Guardians together. But if they were, I would totally go see it that yeah. way. But, yeah, I liked it. And uh, I might even buy this on Blu-ray. Yeah, That's just me. I might, too. But, uh, and I look forward to the sequel. So, yeah, yeah. And then just one last note to the fans. Uh, yeah. If you think this movie sucks, like, I'm not the this person, but you kind of have to think all the movies suck, because none of the movies are great. What really carries this franchise is the cartoons. Uh, so, Jer- Jeremy Johns holds so, the... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. If you think this movie sucks, then all the movies have to suck to you, because... That's not true. They That's all, true. even the original, all, that have, is not all true. have their problems. That is not true. Like, basically, the only great part of this franchise, like, that's truly great because they get to do a lot more stuff is the cartoons, which, yeah, if you didn't like this, watch the Nickelodeon cartoon or the old cartoon, which holds up for the most part, or one of the other shows, then, because, then just skip it, but, yeah, it's... None of these movies have been great, people. There I think are people that would disagree. Can make a great Ninja Turtles movie, but none of these movies have been great. There are people that would disagree with the you. The cartoons are really great, though, but none of these movies have been great. I know, and I, I like I said, I'm not normal this person, but like I still like Ravicon more than Star Trek Into Darkness. So I'm usually like the. Oh. There are people that like Into Darkness, yeah. man. <laughs> what? Because they think the costumes in Ravikon look stupid and we oh can't God. really act, which is true. Shame on those And people. the original series is just goofy and silly, which it is at points. But yeah, but... Yeah, exactly. It has heart. There was no heart in Into Darkness. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe that's why they call it Into Darkness. There was only one black heart and that was Ben. And yeah, I'm the person who still likes the original, despite his problems, Superman more than Man of Steel. So I'm surprised. That should also be easy. I'm taking this. Hey, you'd be surprised. But I guess everybody prefers the <laughs> Superman that murders people. Cold-blooded murders. But yeah, like, in this case, like, I, I had to, I guess, take the nostalgia glasses off for once and be honest. So. You know what? I have to wonder now. <laughs> those people that prefer Man of Steel to the original series, they're completely okay with this odd neck snapping. I wonder if they would feel the same way if that had been Batman's neck. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Probably not, because some of those people like Bat- like our friend who listens to the show likes Batman more than Superman doesn't really like Superman at all. <laughs> so... <laughs> They probably would be mad. They would probably walk out of Batman and Superman if that happened. Then you will understand my pain. <laughs> that needs to happen to Batman versus Superman. Just think of some stupid way to resurrect them, but let it happen for shock value. That would snap Batman's neck, too. I didn't want to do this. You left me no choice. There's four people that could run away right now, but you're endangering their lives. I have to kill you. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, for this, I had to take Miss Stasha glasses off and be honest. 
But anyway, uh, that concludes this very long review of TMNT. <laughs> Once again, we have The Midnight Watch, where our motto is, standing on watch for you against bad movies. You can find our show by searching Podomatic or the Stitcher Radio app or iTunes for The Midnight Watch. And while you're on our Podomatic page or on iTunes and Stitcher, you can also subscribe so you can get our shows whenever you want. And you don't have to like wonder or search like, oh, they make a new review yet? It's right there for you so as you turn on your phone. Or you can go to our main site, bdpow.podomatic.com. That is BD. P-O-W-E-L-L dot and thanks for listening. Good night, everybody.